0: Blob Talk Radio.
1: This is Mark Animal Mac Young talking to you about Heroes 101 Radio.
2: Give them a listen. Welcome back. Third time's a charm. We tried to have hi Ted. We tried to have this episode several weeks ago. And at first we were having blog talk connectivity issues. And then the next week after that, we had um oh we, we had a death in the family. And um so this is the third time and here we are, yay! And for those of you who <laughs> we have um the very first time we're doing a live uh Facebook live along with our um ah, along with our radio show and uh we're doing this so that we can read whatever you're saying here you can see how goofy we are of course we don't have impact with us in the room because he lives here's our coast here's his coast he is all the way way over here so um but we do have him in the um on board with us today and for those of you who are who are listening right now wondering what the hell I'm talking about uh, as far as the live thing and that is my refrigerator door. dang okay. it will you really okay um, this is heroes 101 radio it is a radio show show about it's um, going into the table so he doesn't interrupt me okay I do everything under the- you're amazing um, this is a this is a show that is for real-life superheroes, and about real-life superheroes, and for anyone who wants to live a more, you know, just a better life, a more heroic life. So um, it's for everybody, basically, uh, but we do have specifics for real-life superheroes as well. I'm your host. Who the hell am I? I am rock and roll, Roxanne Kai, if you uh, want to friend me on Facebook. If you're watching this, you're already my friend on Facebook. Wait Oh, i going to do this trick I have. Hold on. See, the, the radio listeners can hear that I I made a face. But you know what radio listeners, you can you can check out the if you Want. So, um, I can be in your ear and in your face. So, um, hey Nathaniel, hey Justine. Um, thanks for tuning in. Oh, you can tune in. That way you can hear what everyone else is saying because when someone else is talking tonight, I'll just be sitting here going No, <laughs> I will be sitting here. So check out uh, right now. Go to blogtalkradio.com and hit Heroes 101, or just look for any one of the links that we put up. And you know what I need you to do? I forgot to tell you to put it on our regular Facebook page and let people know that they can just friend Roxanne Kai, and I will. I will accept all friends from people we know right now, and then they can listen in too. So. Oh, my. oh yeah, right. Anyway, we're we're ex- I don't know. Usually, I'll say, "Hey, Nightingale," we'll say that we're excited as hell about tonight's show because we we are. We pick topics that that get us fired up. I don't know if I'm as excited about tonight's show as I am. I I don't, I've, 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 I told somebody earlier to try to tune in and have open ears and an open mind, and that's exactly what I'm going to try to do tonight because. This subject is um, something that we're very, uh, very passionate about, but I tend to get a little too too impassioned. Hey, Kevin. Um, so the the topic, if you've tuned in, you saw, if you haven't, you're watching us on Facebook Live right now, is toxic masculinity. And, you know, it was, I'll be honest, I'll you out right now, Impact, because Impact is, is a on board with us. I, I love that guy. He's one of my favorite real life superheroes in the world. It was Impact idea, and and I love that it was um, a male who thought of it. You know, we'll find why later. But I just love that, and I love that there are other men who are on board with wanting to talk about it tonight. And and you know, we all learn from each other. So I'm real excited about what they have to say tonight. Um, but before we bring Impact on, you know. Of all the things that we talk about that have to do with the real life superhero movement, or like I said, the show can be because you have a person, a real life superhero, teaching be a better person, too. Bug, are you telling me to get close to this?
0: Cutting out a little bit.
2: Am I cu- cutting out? I'm not doing anything. I'm just talking here, and this is right here. Okay. Okay. Um, so the reason it's important to us. Um, especially in the real-life superhero world is because, you know, superheroes, when you think of superheroes, what is the first thing you think of when you think of superheroes? You think of, do, 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 I, you know, I save everybody. I am, I am, you know, the man. I am rescuer and, and um, I am strong. Um, thankfully, a lot of Marvel... Has shown that there are many other facets um, to men, you know, and to people, um, and that we should embrace all of that. But, you know, toxic masculinity itself, it's a popular and controversial name given to the belief that men can and have suffered negative psychological consequences, you know, from trying to live up to traditional ideas of what it means to be a man. Um, And, we're bringing this up because for so many reasons, um, not the least of which is that I have all sons. All my kids are, are you know, boys. And um, they were not raised traditionally. I'm not going to get into everything in my family, but they weren't. And in my family, it was absolutely okay to express yourself, to okay to cry, okay to... Um, not embrace what is um accepted in many cultures as as being a man you know um and nowadays especially coming to light there's there's all this pressure on boys to man up to to um don't cry to uh what is it rub dirt on it move on and I think that that can be so damaging um but enough for me i I want to bring in uh, people who are are talking about this tonight with us uh We have people in the chat room you can you can go on our heroes one oh one um blog talk radio site and the chat room is a place where you can be safe and add your two cents in and if you want us to read what you have um you know, in the chat room out loud and address it, we will just let us know that if you want to call us up and join in on the conversation, call this number. It's are you ready? It's 646-564-9700. Again, that's 646-564-9700. And press the number one button. OK, otherwise we'll just see you on there, but we will have no clue that you really want to talk to us. So press number one when you're on hold. By the way, I want to start off. This is really, really important for, um, for me to say. This show is not. Um, and this is important that you hear this. No one here is attacking masculinity or men. I love men. Love 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 men um one of my favorite ones um and uh we're we're not attacking anyone i don't i don't hate men i'm not angry at men at all i like i said i love men um we're addressing the culture of ridiculing men who show emotion the culture that tells boys that they can't the things that i just described you know you can't cry you can't show emotion um we're addressing the culture that dictates that men should be stoic and strong, both emotionally and physically. And we believe that recognizing this as a problem provides men an opportunity to rethink what, you know, what it means to be a man today and what is generally expected of them by society. And and that is our, our goal tonight. It's not to say we hate men, men suck, this is, you know, everything they do is, is wrong. If you've got that in your head, you're listening to the wrong show. So um, I'm going to invite you to stay on till the very end. Cause we've got great people who are joining in. And again, if it gets boring, just watching me like this, listen in to the show cause then you can listen to what I'm listening to um, as well. And then you can, you can add your two cents, give me some, you know, type something up here and I'll read it on Facebook live. So with that, I'd like to bring on board, um, again, my wonderful co-host. Uh, oh, by the way, I didn't introduce. If this is your first time, this is Nightbug, and <laughs> he is he's my my, part, my partner in crime-fighting. Who am I? And why also, am
1: I here? I don't,
2: we'll help you figure that out tonight. What 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 number did you dial? Yeah, <laughs> uh, right, exactly. And Not a
0: third-rate blog talk radio show is this?
2: Exactly. And <laughs> he's um, he's also our sound guy, so whenever we need some funny sounds, like no. like that, no. that no. would be night bugs doing. So woo. <laughs> um, okay, so with that. Here is impact. Woo! There it is. Yeah. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I expected <laughs> a your applause, but thank you. There you go.
2: <laughs> okay, so I'll
1: see you later, huh? I'll
2: give you a call. Oh my god! Thank you, Bug. Right. I appreciate that.
1: So, so this is a topic that is definitely one that means a lot to me because I see online, especially like uh, you know with you rock and our good friend Nightingale who. I consider my uh, my alternate universe sister. Um, you know, I see you guys deal with a lot of men who will just get so butthurt over anything being called out about masculinity. And it and it's bugs me. Like, I, I, you know, I've got sisters. And even beyond that, I just want to be a good person. And I want to care about the women around me or the people around me, rather. So it's something that really kind of Gets my blood going a little bit. So I thought it was a good, one, a good topic to talk about. And uh, going into this, because I know there's going to be some guys who are like, and I'm going to stereotype a lot. There's going to be some guys who are like, who is this, you know, pussy cock telling us what to do? Well, oh, my
2: goodness.
1: So, you know, here, here's some things about me. Um, I went to the Nationals in karate tournaments when I was 18. I can fix pretty much anything around the house. I was trained as a wildland firefighter. I was trained to chop down trees and as a logger. So I think in general terms, you can look at me and say, all right, I have at least some level of masculinity about me in stereotypical terms. So I'm not just going to shit out of my ass. No promo. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, But the things about everything that I just said, none of that is actually what defines me as a man. That's just things about me that are stereotypically placed or considered masculine. But none of that actually has been shit with my masculinity because I know plenty of women who have done everything about that. But I just said I've trained with a lot of women who can whoop my ass in a sparring match. i trained with women in uh, tree felling and in firefighting. I've been you know, I know a lot of women who are, are handier than I am, and I consider myself pretty goddamn handy. So none of that actually do with being a man, but I know a lot of guys think that that is what being a man is about. So that's just where I want to start. So the, But really the idea about mas- toxic masculinity is this belief that, you know, certain things are what make you a man, and generally those things include – Um, you know stoicism to stoicism to an unhealthy level uh, not and you know not showing your emotions refusing to acknowledge anything and generally looking down on people who don't fit in your view of masculine masculinity and that includes women like like I mean guys looking down on women for not because they're not masculine because they're not men and that's a fucking problem
2: don't hold back Um, say how you
1: feel Yeah, Um, for those of you who know me online, I generally don't swear very much. When I'm on this show and I'm really worked up, I'll swear a lot.
2: I don't know why. (laughs) Yeah, right? That's the woman with um, Tourette's. uh... Anyway, go ahead.
1: Um, But, you know, and I've noticed there's so many different ways that toxic masculinity can present itself. Because I gave an example, or I talked about, you know, the masculine ideal stuff but that's not the only version of it. Cause you know, there's the whole joke on the internet about the neck beards or, you know, the dudes live in their mom's basement in a fedora and a katana and is, you know, 350 pounds and has never talked to a woman. And well, that's a terror. That's not a great stereotype. Cause you know, there's a lot of those guys, there's a lot of guys who look like that who are probably very nice or who are very nice. We know but, them. You know, that's one of the, yeah. Yeah. We know plenty. And that's, but that's the stereotype. And, and, you know, those – and when you stereotype about those guys, it's – they're the ones who go – you know, it's the jokes about, oh, I held the door open for a woman, and she didn't suck my dick immediately. Hashtag feminism is terrible or something like that. You know, you know what I'm talking about?
2: Exactly. Exactly. And,
1: and that brings me to the first point of um, no one owes you jack shit. No one owes you intimacy. Um, And Like earlier today I saw a guy Saying that On our friends uh, uh, Post about this show He said you know It seems like You know It's all this anti-men stuff You know I have women who will Confide in me and Confide in me But it will show no interest in me And when I confide in them They tell me to fuck off
3: And what
1: And what I said to this guy is That's not because they're women That's just because they're bad friends Because the thing that the guy is complaining about in the first half is that these women will complain to him and then go be with someone else, which means they view him as a friend but not a partner. And that's okay. Accept that. Sometimes just because you're interested in someone else doesn't mean they're interested in you. Because I got news for everyone listening to this. The friend zone is not a real place. It's made up. It's the made-up place you you tell yourself you've been banished to when a woman you like does not – or a man – when a person you like does not like you back. Because no one owes you sex and no one owes you a relationship. And I think that's something that everyone needs to remember. And that's part of this whole toxic
2: thing. Wait, wait, wait. Can you you repeat that again? In fact, I'm going to repeat it for people who are watching us but they can't hear what you're saying. And like I said, if you're watching right now, hi Ace, hi Tom, and everything I'm writing, I'm writing backwards, by the way, because if you guys are watching, I'm trying to write and say something to you, but if I write it properly, it won't come out. It'll come out backwards, so I'm writing things like this backwards. Um,
4: I I wanted to tell you guys that,
2: okay, yeah, you say what you say, and then I'm going to repeat it for people who aren't listening. Listen in. Call... um, Check out our blogtalkradio.com slash heroes101radio. And you can hear exactly what I'm listening to at the same time. I'm, I'm hearing Impact talk right now. And if you have something you want to say to him, just let me know. I'm watching you on Facebook Live, and I can see what you write. So I can give him your questions as well. I'm sorry, honey. So, so go ahead. You were... No, that's fine.
1: The friend zone is made up, and no one owes you intimacy.
2: I'm going to say that the friend zone is made up. And no one owes you intimacy. This is impact. Just said that, and and I wish. And I will <laughs> die on that. We had signs everywhere that said that. So if you guys want to hear what else he's saying, me it. <laughs> he's saying um, you can fight him on it. So call him up right now on on Heroes <laughs> 101. <laughs>
1: no, I mean physically, I will I will fist fight someone over that one because no. But I, I'm joking. But I'm kind of I'm not serious about fighting. But I'm serious about it being a big deal because like. You know, the thing you have to remember, that everyone, ha- that everyone has to remember, is that at any point, at any time, consent can be revoked. I don't care if you are kissing someone, if you're holding their hand, or if you are balls deep inside them. They can <laughs> revoke consent whenever they want. And you can oh revoke consent whenever you want. Like, okay, I'm going to share a personal story about that. This, is this in, more uh, about
0: how you're getting the balls, <laughs> balls deep?
1: No, it's actually not about that part. When I was uh, a junior in college, when I was in college, you know, I, I met a girl at a party. We went back to my room and we, and we were both drunk and we ended up naked in my bed. And she said, Yo, Con, <laughs> and I said yeah. And while I was trying to get one out, she says, actually, never mind. I don't want to do that anymore. And we stopped. And that's the end of the fucking story because that's consent. She she gave me consent and then she took it back, and that's it. And if I can be very drunk at 20 years old or 21 years old, then I think most of you can figure that out sober. That's the point. You would think, like it doesn't matter. You yes, I would think. I would think that a sober, that most of the people on this sober, are way smarter than I am at like 10 years ago drunk.
2: I hope. You know, um, thank you because that's where the story should end. Unfortunately, we know that that's not where the story ends. That okay, so you were both drunk. You she wanted to have sex, and then she changed her mind at the last minute, and you were both okay with it. You respected those boundaries, and we know that that's not that's not where this ends. And you know that's part of of, of toxic masculinity, and toxic masculinity yeah. is 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 not. It's to me. It's it's defining the behavior. It has nothing to do with the you know um, the the gender. I kind of wish that the phrase um, were changed. That there were you know what? I'm gonna interrupt you for a second because one thing that I do want people to to you know people are like where did that come from? The earliest sightings and this is just what I found just searching and searching for where did. Toxic masculinity come from the the term. The earliest sightings of the term date back to the 1990s, um, inside the mythopoetic men's movement, and a man named Shepard Bliss Bliss coined the term. Um, and and you can you know you can go online and, and find this all out for yourself. And the mythopoetic men's movement was a self-help movement, is a self-help movement um, that seeks to empower men, and it has no official stance for or against feminism. So it was a man that coined the term toxic masculinity. It was a group of men, actually, and they first defined and named this concept, and they did so to address problems they experienced as men. So feminists did find the term later and ended up having their own perspective perspectives on it but they so toxic masculinity the story that that impact is told about um not basically date raping someone um come on locker room talk would be like oh dude you didn't go for it you didn't do it oh she was drunk uh, that's what we're trying to address tonight so exactly. and if you want to hear them, oh go ahead go ahead no no finish, finish thought. well i was i was going to say um it Another thing that uh, you know, what I was saying about the term is that um, it, it's a, you know, it's. I think that um, we need to we need to be careful with that term too because it's thrown out a little too much, and um, I mean it, it, it's shorthand for what. Yeah, it's shorthand for what what the problem is, not- but. Right. Right. Exactly. But, on. but and I'm saying that as
1: a Jewish guy,
2: it's, yeah, exactly. it's term is overused. It is. Um, so, um, what I believe, I wish there was, there were a different term because, you know, the behaviors and beliefs, um, within this, this, this toxic masculinity phrase need to be addressed, but defining maleness itself as inherently negative, um, that, can cause anyone who, who really needs to hear the message of of you know why this behavior is bad. It, it can cause them to to and, and I've seen it. You can see it in chat rooms everywhere, um, comments anywhere on any video about toxic masculinity. Um, that you know defining maleness as inherently negative can cause a person to harden their stance rather than to be open to change. So I wish there were a different, term, but for now, we're addressing all of this.
0: Dude bro
1: ism?
2: Yeah. I mean, well, that's part of the problem, like,
1: because we have these guys who are like, well, not, you know, hashtag not all men. Yeah, not all men, but Ugh. some of the men. And, and and the thing is, like, toxic masculinity doesn't just affect women, you know, men feel it too. You know, right. The dudes in the high schoolers in the locker room can get bullied for being. Overweight, or wearing tidy whiteies, or or not having enough muscles, like that's part of toxicity. Those guys are suffering from it as well, and 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 it's and I don't want to say like anyone who's muscular is per- causing toxic masculinity because like a great example is our our friend Knight. For anyone who doesn't know Knight, I was in the Marines for ten years. He you knows <laughs> like he's a black belt in like seven different martial arts. I've seen videos of him lifting a freaking car and if you <laughs> and he is the sweetest person i know it, he will he is the most supportive one of the most supportive people i've ever met if you, you could be 300 pounds overweight and if you go to the if you try to better yourself he will be the most supportive person i've ever met and that is an example of someone who is positively masculine he's you know he's a great example of how you can be a man and supportive and not toxic. So this isn't a dig on people who who are masculine in general. It's a dig on people who use that masculinity to put others down.
2: Period. <laughs> there you go. There you go. You know, we've got somebody online right now who, I, speaking of, of Knight and what a sweetheart and teddy bear he is, what is that behind every great man, or right next to every great man? As you know, we should change that term too, next to every great yeah. man. It is a, an equally great Always woman, simple. and and with the, how's that for a segue? We, One, totally um, that. we totally, yeah, we totally planned that. Yeah. Um, let's bring on Nightingale of the X. Ex- hello,
4: oh, hello, thank you for allowing me on. I not I'm sure anybody who follows my page knows that this is absolutely something that I am very passionate about.
2: Oh um, man! And I, yeah.
4: I wanted to add, you were talking about other terms for toxic masculinity, and there are two. Um, hegemonic masculinity was actually coined in the 1980s by ah. R. W. Connell. Um Ooh, he's I like also
3: that.
4: A male. Um, and then there is traditional masculinity ideology that was just put into the American Psychological Association this year.
2: Traditional idea. Like okay. So and and hegemonic masculinity.
4: Yeah, it's traditional masculinity ideology. It's really long. So I think that's why people stick with toxic masculinity because it's easy, it's quick, and it's like shorthand.
2: Yeah. But, I mean, let's let you dive right in because you had a, you had, in fact, you had um, on your page today, you had your, um, well, someone came on and and, and addressed a few things. And, and and although it, you know, it was, well, you know, I'm going to shut up, go ahead and and just dive right (laughs) in because I know you have something to say.
4: You know, I find that anytime I post anything related to this issue, it, it immediately turns into people getting defensive and assuming that I'm trying to attack them. Um, and no matter how much I try to calmly explain that this is not an attack on men, it's an attack on an idea that men have to fit a stereotype that's unfair and in, impossible to reach, this idea that you're not allowed to have any emotions, you have to maintain this appearance of hardness. And that you have to a- obtain power by either violence or being insanely rich. And if you're not one of those two, then you're not going to find a mate. Um, that's, that's not something most men can meet. That expectation is unfair. And I think I, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, men are four times more likely to die of suicide than women. And I think this is exactly related to that because men feel like they're failures because they're not living up to this unreal expectation. And we have to change that, one, to preserve the future generations of young men and to help out the ones that currently are drowning underneath this pressure. Um, So a lot of people want to jump on my page and call me a feminist and how I hate men and I'm just talking down to men, and I, I want everyone to understand that that's not the case. I'm fighting for men. I'm trying to encourage men to accept their own skin, not what society has said, this is what you need to be.
1: You, you just mentioned two really interesting things that jumped out to me. One, you said that whole thing about toxic masculinity without actually mentioning women, which is great, because that's, like, the point. Like, it's not just affecting men or affects what it doesn't just affect how men talk to women it affects how men talk to men and that's and it's um, and it's such and that's what these guys don't realize is like they're not viewing it that way and the other thing you said is they're accusing you of being a feminist when and feminism has become such a dirty word when it really just means people who want equal rights for women and it's yeah interesting it's such an interesting thing that that's where these gentlemen go to is you know is you know it's an attack on men even though you're clearly not at all attacking men and feminism is bad even though it's just about equality and i and i love that that's where you went and i hate that that's where they go (laughs)
2: You know, to add to that, um, I wanted to say that yes, absolutely, I love that you you said that that we're you're fighting for men, and that for me, that's the whole point of this show. You know, just like you, you know, me, I mentioned earlier that I have sons, and so do you, Nightingale. And what mm-hmm. the ultimate goal is with anything that that brings toxic masculinity into, you know. Uh, into shows like this or we can talk about it is for me the hope that my kids, you know, and their kids won't have to you talked about suicide and, and how, you know, and, and it's true since the nineteen fifties, males die from suicide attempts three to five times more, you know, often than females. And in in a study uh, by In comprehensive psychiatry, um, according to literature on gender and suicide, male suicide rates are explained in terms of traditional gender roles. And male gender roles tend to emphasize greater levels of strength, independence, risk-taking, economic status, like Impact was talking about, you know, and you were talking about, like, if you're not rich, you know, and individualism and reinforcement of this gender role is what prevents males from seeking help for suicidal feelings and depression and everything else. So um, again, I want to end for you. We're trying to bring this out as, as with all things that need examination um, so that they can be fixed. That's what this show is hoping to do.
0: Right. We're talking about max mess. There's Velcro in my mouth. I can't talk right. We're talking about masculinity. That is toxic. Not saying All masculinity is toxic, and I think that's what a lot of men don't get. It's simple. It's simple things like Oxford commas placed in the right area of a sentence can explain a lot of things better when you understand what a comma is for. Anyway,
1: that's a really good distinction. Masculinity, masculinity that is toxic, instead of masculinity is toxic. I like that a lot because (laughs) that's what people seem to forget. It's it's like you know, you know, when the whole Me Too thing came out, guys were like, "Not all men." Yeah, that's the point. Not all men. Not all masculinity is toxic. Or I think, I think it was Nigel that said, "Not all frogs are poisonous, but some of them are, and we need to and we need to stop looking."
4: I think people hear the term masculinity and they automatically internalize this attack on themselves well i'm a man i'm a masculine man therefore i must be what you're talking about but it's that, that's just not the case i mean realistically there are masculine women there are women that can perpetuate this idea of toxic masculinity or this culture of toxic masculinity just as much as men can and that doesn't that doesn't excuse their behavior or the way they act um so this isn't an attack on men, it's an attack on an ideology
0: yeah exactly
2: and,
1: and and that also brings up people will use that that what aboutism that's one of the biggest things I see is you say, you know you know toxic masculinity is bad, but what about toxic femininity? Yeah, that's bad too, but we're talking about this other one. You didn't bring that up until we brought this up, so it's like two things can be bad you seem to be we seem to have this like blinders on where we can only focus on one issue. And the and the problem is people will only bring up the, the corresponding issue as an attack.
4: Exactly. I, I think it can go back to the analogy of the poisonous frog. So if you have a poisonous frog and say, well, sure, but that snake is poisonous too, that doesn't mean you're still going to lick the poisonous frog. It's still poisonous.
5: Right. Exactly. <laughs>
0: All right. We had a good, um, we had a good thing brought up in the chat room here, um, by Shadarko, who runs our San Francisco branch. Hi, what's up, Shadarko?
2: What's up, Shadarko? Um,
0: he also Yay. runs the LGBT National Help Center. Uh, it's a hotline, and um, he says an issue that does come up a lot are straight men who call because they feel they must be gay because. Society's telling them they're soft or weak because they don't fit this stereotypical archaic idea of masculinity. So clearly more evidence that it's hurting everyone besides you know not just females.
1: and And I want to take a minute to just say it is for anyone out there because I know this is hard this was hard very hard for me. General, well, anyone really, but this is more in it, guys. So I think have a problem with it. It's not a, a sign of weakness to go to therapy. It's not a sign of weakness to express your feelings to someone. It's not a sign of weakness to show that you are having emotional problems. Go to therapy. It'll help you if you need it. Like, and because there's a thing in our in math that is a problem of that is a toxic masculine problem where we were general you know we're at least you know maybe may, my parents grew up you know in the age where you know you you, you, you hold your problems in men get in the moat and i was lucky my my parents were not like that with me they wanted us to emote my you know they were understanding of all of our feelings but you know it's still a hard thing to break for a lot of people It was hard for me to go to therapy the first time. So you can go to therapy and still be a man. It doesn't take away from your masculinity to talk, to admit you have feelings, to admit you want, maybe you want to hurt yourself. That doesn't make you less of a man. You can still talk about it and still be a man. So I just wanted to throw that plug in there.
2: Absolutely. Um, Oh, go ahead.
4: Oh, I said, I would go a step further and say that's actually a sign of strength to be able to, have that emotional intellect and say, you know what, I'm hurting. This is affecting me in a negative way and keeping me from living a full life. Let me go get help. That's, that's strength. That's absolutely not weakness.
2: Yeah. Agreed. I don't think, I think people are most, this is me personally, but I think that that men are, are most, oh, they're the easiest to love when they're when there's transparency, when they're open to you, when you're, um, you know, when when you feel like they can actually uh, be themselves, you know, feel free to to share with you, and and that that feels, you know, that vulnerability comes with, and and I, I get that um, it is strength because it takes a lot to open yourself up. It takes a lot. It's easier to shut yourself down. You know, that's, that's, and I get, not everybody is completely open. Yeah. Not everybody, you know, wants to be completely emotional and completely open. And I get that. But, but what we're talking about here is the fact that there are, there's a whole culture that doesn't approve of, of men doing that. So then that's the focus here.
1: Well, like, one of the things that it's slightly off topic, but kind of related that I'll, that one of the big TV tropes out there or movie tropes or whatever is you have a rom-com and it's a girl who's not sure if she likes this kind of dickish guy, but then she sees him with a kid and he's so kind and friendly and open <laughs> and she falls in love for, with him then. And it's like, cause the person is showing compassion and caring and empathy and caring for other people. And, while a lot of movie tropes are crap, that one kind of makes sense. When you, have, when you are willing to admit that you have emotions is when people are, can connect with you. You can't connect with a blank slate. You can't connect with a rock. You connect with living, feeling things. So if you hide your emotions like a rock, it's hard for other people to connect with you. And maybe that's why these women that try and explain their problems to you and they don't feel like they're getting anything back from you. They don't have an interest in you later because you haven't shown an interest when you listen. You just went, "Aha, yup, aha." So empathy.
2: Be- um, Shadarko in the chat room, can you read that? Because
3: I sure.
0: He's adding. It's a sign of power that you're reaching out for help. That a huge problem with our society, we see that seeking support is a negative instead of a positive.
1: That's brilliant.
0: Yeah, very, very much so.
2: So again, and I'm going to be doing this uh, until we get used to it. We are also Facebooking live where Bug and I are, um, you can see us. If you're not listening in, you're going to see a lot of me just kind of sitting here, Doo, 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 yeah. doo, nice glasses. Doo. Nice glasses. I like yeah, to that hair color. And
1: watch your hands move. That's a but
2: yeah, yeah, watching the hands. Move. But if you listen in to our blogtalkradio.com heroes101 right now, you can um, type in a question. You have questions. Um, type in uh, and listen to what we're saying and add your two cents. We're here for your two cents, honestly. So um, we'd love to hear from you. So. Um, You know, I I, want to bring up um, something else. Um, You know, I think that um, change comes, you know, and here's the thing. Change occurs only when we're able to acknowledge and accept our flaws and strengths, right? So rigid, unexplored stereotypes are hard to change. And accusations and attacks reinforce, you know, your stance it makes it hard for anyone to shift their position, even if they want to, they hit get into the defensive mode. So um, like today on, on Nightingale thread, um, you know, someone was saying something that, that felt like they didn't understand what toxic masculinity was about. And, you know, a knee jerk response, because um, for those of us who've been victims of toxic masculinity, guys in my entire generation, um, you know you you still have some of those scars that you know when when someone pushes a little too hard at you they they come out. but I, I wanted to sit back and and I followed uh, Nightingale's lead uh, where she wanted to um, m- mostly to educate and and to to change maybe the perception that this person had. On um, what toxic masculinity was, and to to show that it wasn't an attack on him or or any other male, you know that that um, it was just it was to bring to light these behaviors that some people don't even realize they're doing, um, and and to talk about why they're not great and how it does negatively impact those around them because it does. Um, toxic masculinity there's no way that it's not everything you know has a consequence and and when you employ that that misuse of say power be it uh, physical or psychological um you're gonna you're gonna get uh you're gonna run into something negative down the line you're definitely w- whether it's with with someone close to you or with yourself so um yeah I'm, I' like that. <laughs>
1: That, well, I like that you brought up that post because that, like, I'll admit when I first saw that guy's comments, my first comment back was definitely, was arguably a toxic thing to say. I made a joke like this guy really has a problem being friends with women, which is not a nice way to go about trying to educate someone. I was mocking the guy. And, like, I can admit that's not the way to go about working with people that are not getting it. So then I took a step back and followed Nightingale's lead and tried to be like, listen, and tried to follow, like, empathize with the guy. And he seemed to actually kind of get it. And, that's the, and, like, that's what we have to do as people is we have to take a step back from our knee-jerk, angry reaction because we all have them, clearly. But if we take a, ste- a second to try and talk to the people, we might actually we might do a
4: better job of educating them.
0: Exactly. Well, and I speaking of talking can... to people.
4: Oh, oh go, go ahead, Knight.
0: Oh, go
1: ahead.
4: Oh, I, I was just going to say, since we're talking about my post, it, it's not always easy. There are times <laughs> I have to shut my phone down and walk away and just remind myself that I'm, I, there's a purpose for this. And my purpose is not to marginalize people, but to empower them. And the only way to do that is to do it with kindness. If I attack them or if I'm sarcastic and I feed into what they expect me to be, then I'm just I'm fulfilling their preconceived notion of what I am and who I am. And I'm, I'm not going to win with that kind of attitude. Exactly. There are definitely times where I want to get on and just throw every profanity I can at them. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, in, in all honesty...
2: Right, in all honesty, if when you take that approach, um, it it shuts down the conversation. The conversation is over before it even starts.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, uh, did we want to take a caller?
2: Definitely take a caller. Uh, yes.
0: Let's see here, from the three six zero. Who's this?
3: Uh, hi. Can you guys hear me? You can. Yeah, Hi, uh, this is Rath, uh Vancouver, Washington, RLSH member. And, oh, hey, what's uh, up, Rath? Welcome!
2: You got an applause. You're one of my favorite
3: guys. kind of the first time I spoke to Rockin' and Bug. Impact, not the first time I spoke to you. Uh, and then Nightingale, of course, not the first time I spoke to you. Uh, thanks for taking my call and whatnot. I just, uh, thanks I, I heard in. one of you, the top... Oh, well, yeah, no problem. Um, I heard a topic of the guys show tonight, and I, I just, I'm really passionate about the message you guys are trying to spread and uh, trying to kind of put a cap on the fire this toxic masculinity. Um, I've firsthand witnessed the detrimental effects it can have on people, both those who exhibit it and the victims of it, and, you know, it's just horrible. And, you know, and I only want to give a little short, you know, short opinion on it, um, you know, and just say my piece uh, you know, i really believe that uh, toxic masculinity is exactly that it's it's, it's toxic and you know, a pollution, and it's corrupting and eroding one of the strongest foundations on which our society rests um, our humanity and it might be a little extreme i understand that but supporting in my opinion supporting and exhibiting toxic ma- masculinity or hegemonic masculinity apparently is supporting the rule of our society by individuals claiming to have some kind of genetic superior, yeah, superiority, uh, and they want to rule through power and impulse actions, and um, and uh, I think that verges on supporting authoritarian views. So, I, I again, I know that can seem uh, extreme, and it, it could very well be. I get very passionate about the matter, but it's just how I feel. No, that was
1: that was awesome. Like because i never thought of that that is kind of right because the whole idea of uh, like authoritarianism and bigotry is that you know it's based on you're born this way and you're better you're born a guy and you're better like that's dude that i like where you are like i that's not a jump i made myself but it makes sense to me so thank you for pointing that out uh, i would like of course. to
4: add the when you had said that not only the people that are victimized but then the the people that are like second hand victimized that absolutely. is huge because it's, it's absolutely true when you have like we were talking about before where men are just so much more likely to commit suicide when I was younger a, a very good friend I would even say my best friend committed suicide because he was ridiculed for being soft for being less than masculine he had a a girlfriend who was his sole support system because we know men aren't supposed to talk about their feelings unless it's to their spouse. Um, when she ended the relationship he had or he felt he had no choice but to commit suicide which left me without my best friend and without a major part of my support system. So although I didn't feel at the time that I was victimized by toxic or hegemonic masculinity, in in hindsight, I was second-hand victimized by it because I lost somebody who was very, very important to me because he didn't fit the stereotype.
3: It's um it, it's really terrible. I I've you know, throughout my life, I'm, I'm 33 now, and uh especially in my youth being raised in a very rural rural country town, um I witnessed quite a bit of it uh toxic masculinity being you know exhibited being forced upon my male friends by their fathers you know and um, you know luckily some of them you know came out of it you know m- you know um, very well rounded adults who then later on made dis- different decisions with their lives but some have you know suffered some are, ah, I'm sorry suffered from it into adulthood you know nearly to this day
2: Yeah, and here's here's our hope. My hope actually is that uh like I said before, I, you know that that's heartbreaking. I'm really sorry about that, Nightingale. I you know, um that's no wonder you're so impassioned about this subject. It's uh it's so sad and, and uh I a lot of it is also seen by Shidarko, uh the leader of our our um as as Bug was saying, the leader of our San Francisco branch. Who um, is the executive director of the uh, LGBT National Helpline? A lot of that, you know, when you get kids being kicked out by their dads, perfect example of of toxic masculinity and you know the the standard of, of maleness held by large segments of the population. You know that 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 involves anti femininity, Um, it involves achievement, uh, a shul of the appearance of weakness, Um, and it's it's linked, you know, to homophobia, bullying, sexual harassment, all of that good stuff. Um, So when, when we can engage, uh, you know, when we take a breath like, like Nightingale did and engage with uh, people who don't really understand what um, toxic masculinity is referring to, then we can hope to change um, their their views. And maybe, you know, at, at the very least, make them aware of, of behaviors, like I said before, that they may not have been, uh, you know, even aware of you know, things that they were doing before.
1: I, I just want a quick question. Are we going for an hour and an hour and a half? Because I don't know how much time we got
2: before we keep We going. have We have about 40 minutes, so um, oh, we are awesome. able to, yeah.
1: Yeah. Good. I'm doing the evil supervillain tempting of my fingers right now, so. <laughs> I,
4: I would like to add. When, when people jump up and down about how I'm attacking men and how I don't appreciate masculinity, I, I always want to, but I, I don't feel like typing it all out, is ultimately it's it's more about men's freedom to be a man. Because as women, with feminism doing the great strides that it has, we are allowed to be whatever we want to be. We can be astronauts. We can be mechanics, which I was for 10 years. So people would say that I'm masculine. Um, We can be whatever we want to be, but God forbid a man want to be a teacher or a nurse or anything that's stereotypically a feminine role because now they're being marginalized and talked down to and made to feel like less of a man for it. So this is all about allowing men more freedom, not revoking that freedom
2: exactly and there are so many cultures um you posted a link um that i had uh of something that we had seen regarding a man that was um you know uh, he, he he was convicted of crimes but he was trying to talk about um what may have transpired in his childhood to lead him to do what he did um and he took full accountability for what he did, um, but he was talking about how he wasn't allowed to um, express himself, you know, it, because in, in his culture, you just can't, you can't come out and say, well, you just, you can't come out and cry and then go from there. So um, I, I think that, that when you're saying, you know, that about, I'm sorry, uh, not, but. See you just threw off my night <laughs> you're seeing yourself. <laughs> it's it's too weird, Nightbug is She's
0: she's so hot, her own feet is blowing. You know her what? Off. I
2: am you need to okay. It's unbelievable. Stop, stop. It's ridiculous. We've got we've got Facebook Live <laughs> going on for two Facebook accounts. And he's playing one of them right next to me as we're doing this live. It's 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 too, it's one that of those mirrors so that goes wrong. on forever it's freaky okay so you're watching one of them and then he's got one playing where it's too late okay anyway i apologize i i apologize Nightbug, mike i love you love you too hey um by the way hey crystal hey tanya (laughs) hey janice uh hi guys thanks listen in i'm gonna put this you know what i'm putting this i'm writing backwards so if this is really sloppy writing it's not easy to write backwards on the fly um here it is blogtalkradio.com here we can do that actually (laughs) Uh, I'm dyslexic, so I'm kind of cheating. Uh, (laughs) Heroes 101, and if I'm (laughs) superpower backwards, if I'm um, if I'm sitting here and not saying or doing anything, it's because this really great conversation about toxic masculinity is going on right now at this address. So you can just type that into your search bar, and um, you can listen in and hear what everyone's talking about, and you can join in the chat room. Speaking of, or, or call in and give us your two cents. So
0: And you can call Hi, in at our guest call-in number, which is 646-564-9700.
2: Yeah. Again, 646-564-9700. It's about toxic masculinity.
0: And when you call in, please press the number one after you hear the voice. She used to tell you to press one, and now she doesn't.
4: Not she Not the,
0: not her. There's the, a blog, the, the blog Talk radio radio lady.
2: Lady voice uh that yeah. So so the Facebook's on
1: delay and I'm watching I was watching Bug's words and your mouth moving and it was this
2: great moment. Ooh, <laughs> that's creepy. One of these days I'm gonna have to cosplay Bug and he's gonna have to cosplay me. Did it. Uh, did it. uh there you go. Hey, we had someone on and, and oh no, did we lose that call? I really wanted oh, no, to get back oh, to uh, call. No. Or...
3: Hello. Oh, is that <laughs>
2: Oh
3: no, you guys I'll are wonderful. Our, well, I was just waiting to uh you know, I, I don't mean to interrupt her or anything. I that. No, I'm no. a father and I have the fatherly duties I need to go tend to, but you know, I I wanna say though, because I think I think it's just as important for men to speak up against toxic masculinity as it is for women too. I think that Absolutely. both sides need to uh yeah, you know, as 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 you are Nightbug, as you are Impulse. I'm just Impulse. Sorry, Impulse. <laughs> Sorry, I've been watching way too many uh, nights lately. Yeah. Okay. That's <laughs> a good name. You know, We're going to call you Impulse. <laughs> but, uh, no it's copyright a copyright infringement,
1: and you can't do that. <laughs>
3: but, no, I, I think it's its so important for both genders to speak up against it that I might... so I'm so inspired by this that um, I now intend to – Starting tomorrow, I'm going to be getting, contacting some local schools, um, middle schools, elementary schools, uh, great schools in general, and seeing if I can maybe show up to one as an RLSH member and talk to the students about it, because I think one of the most important ways to alleviate toxic masculinity is to hit it when they're young, you know, speak to them about compassion and open-mindedness and, uh, and think, that, think right. of the aspects that are truly important. That's a great idea.
1: I would, I, though I would argue that I think it's actually more important for men to speak up than women because on the, on the majority, we're the ones doing it. Uh, yeah. So we're the ones who should we speak up about it because, Absolutely. you know, you know, it's not just, to, it's not just up to the victims to say what's wrong. It's up to the, to the community of the people that are doing the problem. You know, yeah. it's not, and I'm going to go back to, cause we, I kind of made like a Nazi reference earlier. Um, it's not up to the Jews to say that they're killing them. It's up to the, you know, the. It was up to the Germans to say it back then. Um, obviously, dated issue. Well, kind of. Um, but the point stands. It's not up to the victims. It's it's as it's more up to the to the community of those who are doing it to speak out, and that's what. And that's that is a large chunk of what. Um, drove the idea behind this podcast is you know as Rock mentioned to Keiko this was kind of my idea because if you can't tell by my smooth sultry voice I am a man Uh, (laughs) I I was born a man I'm a cisgendered male um, and therefore it is partially my responsibility to speak out on the topic of toxic masculinity and that is something that I Truly, and honestly believe because it's a part of, you know, I'm taxing. I'm part of a problem, even if I'm not part of the problem. And Rock, um, I can't see what you've written. I think you're not holding it in front of the camera properly. Oh, she's got two
0: cameras. She's holding up. Yeah, for I've right got now, I've got two why. cameras.
2: I'm holding oh, okay. it. There's one. That's for my my personal profile. This is for uh, she, you, Can you see it now? There yep, you go. Yep, she has it. a
1: i I, I, didn't, I didn't realize you were that you
2: were that uh intense I'm not um Relax. you know I, I have to insert here that that uh, um that's what she said uh oh that God. that I'm thinking about the men that we mentioned tonight and the men who are online with us. I'm thinking that oh my gosh, you know like knight and like uh um evo um my best friend's um husband and and my guy. We're surrounded by men who who um, seem so much macho. I'm using that word macho, like they'd be tough and scary and and uh, bro I you, do. bro core. Well, not so much. But yet, these are the guys who wanted <laughs> to talk the most about this. These are the guys who wanted to 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 speak up about this and and against it and i just at this moment right now i feel super um blessed i really do i feel fortunate that that the examples i have around my family my kids um my peers are just for the most part wonderful men who are not afraid to just be who they who who they want to be as men um so i just i just think that's amazing and i applaud them i applaud them all I just want kisses from that's what I'm doing. So I'm trying Uh to say whatever I can. Um, By the way, if you're looking, I am at the website, but there's a lot. Hey, Tanya, who's trying to get in on this, because there's still enough time to listen, go to blogtalkradio.com and there'll be a search, um, little search window and it, and then put in heroes 101. And if you click right on it, it should take you to this exact link. So yeah. I just know, and, uh, uh,
3: Again, I oh I, I just hate to interrupt, but I, I do have to go. But uh, thank you all so much. Uh, you know, in, any way, shape, or form, someone can get the message about this topic. Shout out, dude! Beautiful, amazing. Thank you, amazing. you, know, thank are, you so
1: much. So good. It was great hearing from you, dude. You were oh, one of my yeah,
3: favorite ditto, heroes to hear from. So thank you I for that. Did a whole. I second that. You know. Oh, well, thank you so much. You guys thank make you me blush so much. Here, but, uh, yeah, feel free to on.
2: call so, in any time. Call in any time. And thank Let you for, more for adding it to me. Well, yeah,
3: No, and again, I can't I can't express my thanks enough. You guys are just awesome. amazing guys- and, uh, and inspiring.
2: Thank you. Friend him on Facebook. Thank you. You too. You know what? Hey, Great for those time. of you... For those of you watching or listening on my regular Facebook account, my non-real life superhero one, we put uh, links to everybody who calls in. So if you like them, you go. I really like that person. Um, we can. We have links to them. So if you want to friend them, um, you know, friend mention that you heard them on Heroes 101 and that you're a friend of mine or, or whoever you know account you're going to and um, and get to know them. These real life superheroes are amazing. And speaking of real life superheroes. I want to bring in one of my absolute favorites in the whole wide world. I think if, if uh, you know, I've, I've got like three people, four people, maybe, maybe five. Dang it. It keeps growing. People that I absolutely think um, oh, and, uh, that, that, that just epitomize what a real-life superhero should be. Uh, several of them are on with us right now on board. But this one, um, he gets my vote. And and from Illinois, the leader of the Illinois, um, God darn it, what are we called? The Illinois initiative. Initiative. Hello, <laughs> the initiative. I'm so excited about bringing him on. I, I forgot who the hell we are. i um, like the Illinois Extreme
1: Justice League.
0: Right.
2: <laughs> I'd like to bring on Tree Song. and yes, that is his real name. So, yay, Treesong. Welcome. Mm-hmm. Hi.
0: <laughs> How's it going?
5: Hi. Good. How are you? We're good.
2: We're good. Well, wow, what an intro now, Tree Now you know, if you suck, I'm going to feel yeah, really no, dumb.
5: No, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Um, oh. Yeah. Well, I missed the beginning because I was, uh, I was practicing a, a healthy masculinity and helping my child get to bed, you know, uh, which is not a traditional masculine role. Yay! <laughs> but, Yay! Uh, as a, as a stay-at-home dad, it's something I do a lot, so. Wonderful. Nice. So, yeah, I missed the beginning, but I had a couple thoughts. Um, did, did you talk yet about uh, bystander intervention trainings?
1: No, and honestly, don't worry about repeating anything,
5: because even if you oh, do, okay. I'm
1: sure it'll be great.
5: Yeah. Ooh. Uh, oh no. Like, that, yeah. You know, like if, whether you did one specifically focused on toxic masculinity or just did a general one and included toxic masculinity, that would be a good a way to get people in the mindset of saying, "Hey, I see this toxic dynamic going on. What do I do? How do I respond?" Uh, no,
1: we actually. I that was one of the things in my like of uh, in my head on my list we need to talk about is how to deal with it. So
5: I really want to hear what you have to say. Oh, yeah. And I think it's uh, some of the, you know, I've done one. I've only done one. I actually led one bystander intervention training so far. But I'd like to leave, you know, a whole series of them. And some of the same techniques can apply just regardless of which specific issue you're dealing with. But with toxic masculinity, as some of the other people have said, it's important for, you know, men to get involved because they're like – you know, often perpetuating the problem. So if they can step in to solve the problem, then that's really great. And unfortunately, some of the men who are engaging in toxic behavior, they may only listen to a a man. So, you know, if you step in and say, all right, hold on, calm down a minute, you know, let's talk this out and break that dynamic where they're trying to dominate the conversation, then, uh, you know, that may be a big help.
4: I think that's an interesting point because most of the posts that I post regarding toxic masculinity, I take from my male friends' pages. And if you look at the reaction they get, it's mostly positive. Every now and then you might get somebody calling them a name, but it's, it's not perceived as negatively as when I do it. And then it turns into all-out war every time.
1: I've noticed so the I, same thing happens with me. When I share one of your pay things, which happens a lot, I don't get any backlash, and you get all of it, and it's
0: nuts.
4: Yeah, and I think that's why it is so important for men to stand up and talk, because, like Tree Song said, there's just there's a better reception to it. They're more willing to listen because it's a man coming at them, not a woman attacking them.
5: Yeah. Yeah, there's often less defensiveness because of that. And it also solves the problem of this, this comes up with other identities as well, with uh, conversations about race, conversations about sexuality, where um, ideally you don't want to have the, the, the attacked, oppressed group to be the one constantly explaining the situation. You know, like it, if you're a woman and you're having to spend every five minutes talking about toxic masculinity, that's going to derail everything else that you're trying to do. So if the men step in and take some of that workload up, then that is a big help. To a good point.
2: This is absolutely true. Can you imagine if in every household, um, whoever was the patriarch uh, would step up and and suddenly be accepting of, hey, this is how my son or my brother or you know whoever acts? Um, can you imagine just how life would be 10 years from now for, for men around the world, you know, it's bringing light to this, Hey, this is, is, we don't have to fit men into this category. We don't have to make sure that we tick off all the boxes of, Oh, is he, is he independent? Is he strong to everybody? You know, is he, is he the uh, the the main breadwinner? You know, if if we didn't have to do that, um, just how different the world would be. Um, and and, and I know that the, well, my sons were raised with a single mom for a, a while uh, before I met my husband. Um, and they they uh, I don't think that they have really. Seen well, I'm sure everybody has seen toxic masculinity in all its glory, you know. Um, even if, like, like we're talking about movies, like if you watch sitcoms now, you know, like how many years? 1980s uh, sitcoms, and we were laughing then because we didn't know any better, and now we're going, oh, God, was- even even The Office, you know, right? It ended in what in 2012
1: or something like that, so right. not that long ago. Yeah, right, not so many that episodes I watched them just like, oh, man.
0: Oh, man. Well, that show is definitely
1: <laughs> uh, all
0: about the cringes. All about the cringes. All about the awkward. I mean, I
1: don't know the, yeah, they, totally the point of the show, but, like, parts of it's like, oh, wow, that that did not age well even for what they wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of um, entertainment and stuff, and I can't believe no one's brought this up yet, and maybe it's because... Everyone's already tired of talking about it, um, but pre-reactions to Captain Marvel by a lot of dudes.
5: Yeah. What's I just wrote a blog post about that actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's uh, yeah, because it's. I mean, it's it's wonderful how successful the movie's been because it sort of blows the the trolls out of the water.
3: <laughs> <You> know,
5: <laughs> clearly the world is ready for a female superhero. But it's sort of very I don't know, almost anachronistic to have this this hateful reaction to a female superhero. Like <laughs> it's just ridiculous in my mind.
2: Exactly. You know I what? mean if you
5: Oh go ahead. I was just gonna say
1: I liked the female Ghostbusters reboot. I thought it was great. I thought I found it really funny. And I don't care about it. Like I know people don't <laughs> like it. I thought it was great. Yeah, because it's a movie about fucking Ghostbusters. Who cares? You do,
2: you bro. Um, You know, it, it, for me, it's it's if you if you if you're gonna dislike something about like Captain Marvel, um, you know, just be honest. Do you not like the story? Do you not like her acting? Don't just focus on what the gender is, because then that, that says more about you than it does about what you're trying to hate on. So yeah, just remember that.
4: At least to people a like. Lot that. The problem that people had with, I mean, from what I've understood anyway, is they were more mad at her politics and her standing her ground in those politics rather than the movie itself. I I might be wrong, but I I was under the impression that was the issue, which I think also kind of plays into the idea of toxic masculinity in that if it were a man having a strong politics stance it probably wouldn't have been received so poorly but because part of her politics spoke against this exact topic it became a horrible thing yeah. was that
0: outside of the movie you're talking about or in the movie because we actually haven't seen Captain Marvel yet no, no it's
5: outside Shasha, of movie. I'm, I'm talking outside about of, free yeah. Yeah. Well, she made a comment I mean, along the lines of there should be more commentators of uh, diverse... I I forget the exact wording, but you said there should be more diverse uh, commentators on the the movie. It was a very innocuous comment, really, but some of the trolls took it to be, like, man-hating or I don't know. Well, you know, what's funny to me is
1: most of those men, if Robert De Niro was in a gangster movie, they're going to go and watch the gangster movie. Robert De Niro also went up last year to the one of those award shows, and for, like, 20 seconds, there's a very prolonged fuck Trump. Like, like he stretched the words, but they believed it (laughs) for, like, 20 seconds. But these guys are still probably going to see him if he's in a gangster movie. So it's politics, but there's also definitely a, a double standard.
2: Oh yeah, there, there. In fact, that's you know the whole topic tonight is is the whole standard. You know, it would have been okay if if a man had said that, but because it was a female, um, and by the way, her comment meant that there should be more um people included. She wanted you know if you were to add chairs to to the all of the people who were there, um, when she made that comment. Not I want to remove people, you know, um. So yeah, the trolls really ran with with that comment. So. Um,
5: yeah. Well, and if you imagine the reverse, like imagine, like say, Iron Man comes out, and uh, they they say they say like, oh, it would be nice to have some male reporters discussing what's the role of Iron Man in our society. You know, like that that would not be looked at as harshly as this is. You know, it would just be assumed that male reporters would be reporting on it.
2: Right. Um, we have a question uh, from someone, Dan's asking, have you gone over this specific definition of toxic masculinity and cited examples of it? Contrast that with examples of what is it called when it's positive masculinity? <laughs> positive masculinity? I think, uh, when it's, uh, I well,
4: think it's ultimately just- what that comes down to is all masculinity is positive except for toxic masculinity.
2: Except for, right, except for toxic behavior, Damn. you know, so all masculine, however you view masculinity, as long as it is not harmful, or um, ridiculing others of, of how they perceive masculinity, you know, that's, that's positive. But uh, until you start doing that, then that's toxic.
0: By the way, I should point and out, I if- am logged into our chat room a second ago, just to say, Toxic masculinity is leftist BS. It doesn't exist. And then he logged out right after.
2: So Vorpal Bite Zero, that is who did that. Yeah, we're putting you on blast. So um, Vorpal well, to, Mr., Mr., to, Mr. Bite, to
1: Mr. Bite, to Mr. Bite, it's not just leftist BS. It's an actual problem. And if you actually took the time to listen to the show, you would know that instead of just logging out. Like a, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah.
2: and if you're a man, that is a perfect example of toxic masculine congratulations <laughs> congratulations for for showing us exactly what <laughs> that's it's a shame though, because if he would have hung on you know if he would have been here from the beginning uh and and perhaps or if held, he
1: debated like, it. If it, if it you could have debated he it, it, it.
2: you know if he said
1: if he said here's why I think it's b s and gave us an argument. That'd be one thing.
2: But right. Even. Come on. Here, and that's and- the
1: problem. If you go on somewhere and say, this is BS, this is leftist, this is rightist, this is upist or downist or whatever the fuck is BS and don't engage in the conversation, the conversation isn't the thing. So, like, you can't have an argument that way, bro. I'm talking and to you, the- Mr. Bite.
0: I'll mic drop is, what well,
2: that is yeah the well the thing that that gets to me is it doesn't exist, and I've seen that I've seen that in uh you know in uh, just go on the web and you'll see people saying toxic masculinity doesn't exist fine if it's the name that you're hung up on there is a behavior you can call it whatever you want that is negatively impactful on men um. That that uh, like we said before, it, it perpetuates the fact that men can only be a certain way in order to be called real, m- and that but, well, is on toxic behavior. Oh, go ahead.
1: Hold on a Neg- negative impacts don't exist. All right, I take offense to that. There's no such thing as a negative impact. <laughs> Shut I'm up, impact. Not
2: Shut up, impact. You're being negative and therefore toxic. I I don't know. <laughs> You really want to go there? I saw the opportunity.
1: I saw the opportunity. I took it.
2: Continue on no, no, with that's your
1: point. That's
2: good. I, I, I was pitching it slow, and I just swing at it. Okay, don't blame you. But um, yeah. If you, it, it, as with all our shows, if you want to come in and you want to say that's bullshit, please come in and back up the statement, um, and show us why it's yeah. bullshit. Because you may, ch- you know, change our minds too even if just yeah. a little you know just show us why we we completely embrace you know a a good debate over over something but i, I want to know that you're coming in with come in with something educated to back yourself up something something that shows that you've done the research or that you know about this topic or you know don't just that's bullshit uh, and then split if, that's if, if you're going you to de- debate in
1: you have to you have to debate in good faith. You you, you can't come yeah, in, you, know. you can't log in, say your piece, and run away. You have, you have to be willing to talk about it. Otherwise, you're not debating. You're just graffitiing, and no one listens to graffiti anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: And well, I would like to ask if anyone me, else wants the actual definition of hegemonic masculinity. I do have it prepared. The the one from the 1980s when this idea was first proposed. So oh,
2: yeah. I'm ready yeah. for
4: you. Yeah,
2: yeah. You want to
4: go? Yeah, do this. Okay. Um, So he wrote, an idealized, dominant heterosexual masculinity constructed in relation to women and to subordinated masculinities and closely connected to the institution of marriage. Any man that aspires to embody this masculinity must display aggressive and violent behavior whilst restraining the flow of vulnerable emotions. He should also exhibit strength and toughness, and be competitive and successful. Finally, and most notably, the dominant male should be heterosexual. And oh that was, man! Yeah, like I said, that was from the 1980s with um, R. W. Connell. He was the one that first came up with this idea. Oh my God! That sounds
2: like it's from the
4: 1880s, and most most importantly, be heterosexual.
2: What the hell? That was the 19, wow, eight, 1980s we were we had some really great music, but some really fucked up ideals. that's just that's alarming. Um, and uh oh wait, it'd be fun. Dan is saying it'd be fun to hear a role play of toxic masculine dude debating with y'all.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, um, <laughs> it would be. that'd be fun. Um, but right now, I, I know that Tree song you got cut off, you were going to say something
5: oh yeah i was going to say it reminds me of a problem that comes up in discussions of climates where like if it's perceived as a leftist issue then people who are more right in their politics and they just reject it entirely but uh really you know there are there are left and it's a problem that affects everyone like say climate change is a problem that affects everyone so there are like left-wing and right-wing responses to it i see it sort of similar with toxic masculinity where you know it's it's something that is discussed more from a left perspective, but everybody in our entire society is affected in some way by toxic masculinity, so if you don't like the way that the current conversation is going, present something positive about you know your views of masculinity or you know a, a view of masculinity that is not toxic but is still closer to your own values you know and I think, I'm really I think, glad that you mentioned
1: oh sorry. English. Oh no
2: no no! I was just gonna I was just gonna concur that that goes uh, that that philosophy goes well with any any topic that we bring up here. If you if you don't like what's being said, please present your own you know counterpoints, and uh, we will listen. That's what we're here for. Mm-hmm. Oh, I vector! I really go ahead, honey.
1: I just really like that he he brought up um, the idea that you know. You know, it's view. It can be viewed as a leftist versus a rightist thing, um, because it, it, what Free Song says is exactly right. It's not just it's it's not just one side of the political spectrum that does this. I think stereotypically we view it as the hyper masculine is the right side, and the very effeminate male is the left side. But but in in the examples we brought up earlier about the uh, and again stereotyping and I'm sorry, the the kind of uh, the the incel, the involuntary celibate side, you know, the guys who can't get the women and blame the women for it, I think tend to fall more on the left part of the spectrum mm-hmm. and which is a reminder that this can affect everybody. And and again, and I'm not trying to stereotype as, you know, hyper masculine are right and people who can't get later on the left. Um because that's obviously not the case. I'm just talking about. I'm 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 generalizing with stereotypes. So
5: yeah. please don't. Well, please don't get upset well, yeah, about like, that. That's listeners. a good. That's a good point because the only like, the only incel I can think of who I've known personally is like it was a leftist, you know, and they got sort of they they took the red pill or whatever and they went down the whole incel path and. Uh, you know, right. And also, for the student. record, in,
1: for the record, incels. There's nothing in about it. It's your attitude. It's, you're not. It's not involuntary. You have shitty attitudes, and girls don't want to sleep with you because of this. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> fact.
2: Don't hold back. You're, don't you're hold not, back. I would You're, you're,
1: you're not, you. not involuntarily celibate. That you you are involuntary. You are voluntarily refusing to to change shitty attitudes, and therefore are
5: celibate. And that's Be why your bel- cells bel- are, bel- are bel- bel- getting in. Yeah. They this reminds me, there's a term you may not be familiar with. It's manarchy. Have you heard this term?
1: Yeah.
0: Like, oh, wow.
5: Good. But I love it it's already. There's a, <laughs> a tendency on the left, like, you know, to, it's among anarchists, There's are some who have like a feminist perspective, but there are others who, like, their conception of anarchy is, you know, sort of machismo in the streets, you know, like really pawing their chests and smashing things and, like, it's a bunch of young males going around doing that. And they, people who are critical of that tend to call it manarchy. So there's um, toxic masculinity so on pretty. the left, too. It's not like it's just a, part, a critique of the right. It's, you know, our whole society oh, has toxic masculinity. Yes,
2: yes absolutely. Because,
5: again,
1: those guys, the problem isn't the women rejecting you. The problem is your fucking attitudes. no one wanted to be with you because of them exactly like the the return of kings or the men going their own way or the incels it's not it's not that women are terrible and therefore and that's why they don't want to sleep with you it's because you're being a terrible person and people don't want to associate with that grow up that's the answer
2: and that is my uh subtle quiet reserve uh co-host there just um
1: yeah, I'm the best one, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 so you really Hey,
0: all right. folks, we've we've got about four minutes left, uh, and we've got uh, Vector. Vector calling in. What's up, Vector?
2: Hey, Vector. Hey.
1: Hey. hey so uh, I love the show, and I I love. Uh, it's a little late to be the dumb caller asking what this is all about, but I won't do that. But the. The uh, I was thinking about pop culture references for
3: for common common ways for people to see
0: like oh that's a perfect example of, of toxic max, masculinity and uh, one
1: thing that's coming into my mind is oh, I'm a big fan of Breaking Bad and I was thinking man was Walter White just totally like falling into the like has he there's a lot of a lot of that has to do with inadequacies and, and
5: mm-hmm. examples
1: of that but I don't know just this just, just food for thought something to start that that that's ball a good I, I like that. that. Right. That is a good thought because he, that kind of was his whole problem was a whole inadequacy thing, and and there was a whole and and you remind me of something that I had written down actually about pop culture is in pop culture whenever you have a woman if you have a man, if you have a relationship it's a man and a woman and the man cheats with another woman the woman he cheats with is able to hussy right
2: but the man
1: very right but the man. Like the man might get a slap and but he does not get a label it's the woman he cheats with, but the woman he cheats with isn't right. actually the villain in the story. it's the man who cheated and it goes the other way if it, if you have a relationship and it's a girl who cheats or the or sorry the woman who cheats, the woman's the bad one, but it's always the woman who is labeled bad, whether it's the man who cheats or it's the woman who cheats and that's a and that's like a in pop culture a, like in a, endemic uh, problem <laughs> showing our our, our to- toxicity
2: true you know what um since we only have two minutes left in the show, I think that really quickly um and i'm gonna i'm gonna ask you guys to keep it you know for the sake of brevity because we're we 're uh, coming down um nightingale and and tree song quickly if you see this happening what would you uh what would you say? If you could, you know, like there's a lot of bystander training that we could do. Of course, we don't have time for all that right now. But but in a nutshell, when you see this type of thing happening, what would you, it, rather than just sitting there and not saying anything, what would you tell someone?
4: Well, absolutely. I'd call them out and just simply ask, is this the way you would want to be spoken to? Because ultimately, anyone who's perpetuating this is kind of in themselves and self-centered anyway. So if they have to try to empathize for just a second and imagine what it would feel like to be on the receiving end, hopefully I can make that much of a, a shadow of doubt in their head that they're living right.
2: Your entry song?
5: Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. I would defer to that. I mean, um, <laughs> because anything you can do to get them out of the, sort of defensive defensive, aggressive mindset of trying to combat with someone and establish dominance and instead get them thinking relationally, you know, like how is this other person thinking? How, you know, how can we all have a positive experience here? Anything you can do to shift that is, uh, is a good thing. Even just asking the question, you know, asking instead of telling, you know, can be a powerful statement
2: there you go asking instead of telling Um, and with that I want to (laughs) thank we've only got a few minutes a few seconds left so I want to thank Teresa and Vector Nightingale Bug Wrath and my co-host Impulse I mean Impact you guys check us out next week we'll be back same time same bat channel we love you thanks for listening and check out our page peace out love you hi everybody hi everybody
4: Bye.